Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Uh, today I'm joined by David Watley, founder of My Shop Local Limited. Hello, David. Hi, Andrew. David, uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, what My Shop Local does. Well, My Shop Local is a specialist local listing optimization company. We've been doing this now for four years, and we basically fix the local listings for national chains and franchises with 10 to 10,000 branches. So it's quite a specialist field, and it's something that we've started uh, a long time back, and now it's becoming more and more apparent to companies that they need our services. So the time is right. Now, I know in the past, uh, slightly controversially, you've, you've, I think, quite often said that you don't need a website for local search. What you need is an address. Why is this? Well, I, I'm not suggesting that you don't need a website. Everybody needs a website to a degree. The point is, though, that local search is a very different dynamic to conventional web search. And in fact, uh, it's looking for a physical location within the vicinity that somebody's looking for the products and services. And actually, that comes down to your your address rather than your website. Mm. So there are attributes of your website which are important, but a huge amount of the details regarding address and what you do from a category point of view actually resides in local listing sites. Um, and, and that doesn't have anything to do with your website. So hence, hence the claim. But we've actually got clients who appear higher in local search who don't have a website than companies that do because they're, they're not addressing the right things. That's so I just say that rarely to uh, poke SEOs who um, look very much at the main website and the, and the main search domains. And the fact that uh, if you put a location into a search term or if you're using a mobile device to search, mm suddenly you've got a huge filter that cuts out probably 99% of all search terms that relate to the keyword. Yep. Because it's the, the location which now is important. So if we take a simple example, if I just said pizza and every single pizza website in the world was up for grabs, mm. clearly we're not optimizing just for pizza. We're optimizing it around the specific location that somebody wants to eat the pizza. Mm. So by putting in Pizza Brighton, suddenly all the pizza websites outside of Brighton become null and void. And actually, pizza restaurants in Brighton can appear in local search without having a website. So, hence the claim. Now, uh, local listing optimization, 
I know we have covered it on this podcast before. Sort of what is it and why is it an important part of SEO? Well, a main attribute of local search is that your name, address and phone number and business category are correct on local listing sites. So as I said before, you need to be physically located in the area that people are looking for your services. Now, search engines are looking for information not just to the website, but actually on multiple local listing sites. And this information needs to be consistent. So you need a consistent name, a consistent address, and a consistent phone number, and you need to be categorized consistently. And because there are hundreds of listing sites, many of them actually offer different services. Um, You can go to these sites and you can add a lot of information about yourself, uh, as well as getting listed. But you can add things like photos, logos, business descriptions, opening times, products and services, customer reviews, and so on. And all of these serve to really extend your local search footprint. And the term local listing optimization is really how we go to these sites and claim them and actually add rich content and make sure that they're correct for the local business. And incidentally, I keep saying local business. That's not to suggest that it's small business. We think local, Mm. small. Yeah. Any business that, that sells its products or services locally is a local business. So a national chain that has 500 branches around the country, yes, it's a national brand, but actually it's operated locally. And it's subject to exactly the same search dynamics as the local shop around the corner from it, or the local plumber, or the pizza seller. Yeah, I think that's an important differentiation to make, isn't it? Well, it is, because if you don't consider it that way, actually, what some chains aren't doing is recognizing that they have a strategic asset in their local estate. And, you know, if you look at a chain that might have 10, 20, 1,000 branches, when you consider that the location is a huge filter, they are, by not taking notice of the local estate, they're actually ignoring the overall search dynamic in local. Local listing optimization is essentially good housekeeping with SEO benefits because it's ensuring that your name, address, and phone number and your brand looks good and is correct wherever customers find you or choose to look for you. So it's not an SEO exercise in itself. It's a brand exercise and a local marketing exercise that says that we want to be in front of the customer where they happen to look for our services and not think of this purely as Google because it's not. These listing sites have their own, um, particularly local social sites, have their own audience. They might go to them directly. They might have a mobile app, which they use specifically for local um, search, whatever they might be looking for. So it's just important to look good wherever they happen to be searching. And and that really is about protecting your brand. So um, a lot of people who listen to this are quite small businesses. Can you distill it into perhaps the uh, three most important things to get right in local search? Okay, well, we call it NAP, name, address and phone number. But the most important thing is that you have a consistent name, address and phone number on multiple listing sites. So whatever you've got in your Google Place page or Google My Business page and Bing, for example, that number needs to be consistently listed elsewhere along with a consistent name and categories. So if you're categorized as a plumber, simplistically, Mm. you need to be categorized as a plumber, not as an electrician. Because if you are categorized as an electrician, you will not appear in any local search terms or in many local searches for plumbers because you're just miscategorized. So firstly, name, address, and phone number on listing sites is very important. Secondly, is the category. And finally, customer reviews. Customer reviews are a huge driver of local search differentiation because 
it is that which provides content that the search engines are looking for to say that you're interesting and that people are talking about you in that location. So the reviews written in Google My Business or in Bing or Yelp or in fact many other listing sites like Thompson Local or Yell mm. all feed through into your local search dynamic and actually they can influence your search ranking within Google My Business. There are other things to do, but if you're starting out and you have no website, then that is one of the most important things. And you mentioned category there, David. Of course, that, that was, as you said, that's sort of what you do, effectively, plumber or electrician, presumably. or Yes. And the interesting thing about categories is that there's no standard. So different listing sites have different category structures. So we keep using plumbers as an example, mm. but on one site, it could be plumber. Another site, it could be plumbing services. And another one, it could be plumbing supplies. Yeah. So you've got to look for the right category. But equally in Google, Google's now very strict about the category allocation. It used to be quite loose with it, but now it forces you to use their category structures. So you need to make sure that they're all linked and connected. So you must have seen quite a few mistakes being made in this area. I mean, what are the biggest mistakes you see companies making when it comes to sort of managing their listings? Well, the biggest one is actually going to Google uh, Google My Business or Google Places, as it used to be called, or Google Plus Local. Mm. Because it's the most visible search results, understandably, that's where people put all their energy. But actually, Google is a search engine. It's not a listing site. So it's, it's aggregating and pulling information from different sources to corroborate that that information is correct. So what we see is companies going into their Google My Business listing mm. and changing that because they think that's the most important thing to change. Uh, it is important, but actually Google's still referencing other things. So if you change that first and you don't address all the other business details that are everywhere else on other listing sites, it can actually confuse and we end up with duplicate listings. So let's say I want to be called Plumber XYZ mm. and I've changed my name from Plumber ABC. I go into my Google My Business listing for Plumber XYZ and I change it to Plumber ABC. Mm -hmm. Great. Two months later, suddenly I see the old plumber ABC listing coming back. Why is that? Well, the chances are that the listing plumber ABC is listed everywhere else. Yeah. And plumber XYZ isn't. So Google's now got a quandary. It's got, well, you want to be called this, but actually everything points to plumber ABC at that address and that phone number. And there are more listings for plumber ABC than plumber XYZ. So Google will then create a second listing and it will put more weight on the old listing information because that's the one it's most confident in. But that's the biggest mistake we see in companies. They change Google My Business first and then they don't change the listings. What you actually need to do are change the listings and there are a sequence of listings you need to change mm. before you change your Google My Business. So order is important then? It is because different directories feed different listing sites. So if you go to a listing site that is actually on the periphery of the directory ecosystem, what I mean by that is that they buy a feed from another company. If you go and change their details, but you don't change the details of their feeder company, then you can actually end up with duplicates on that end business as well, if that makes sense. So you need to change the right directories in the right order. And you need to do the search engines last because they're scraping and aggregating information. They're not actually putting all the authority in it because you've told them that's what you want it to be. Now, you mentioned about making sure that your name, I think as an example you chose, sort of matches up with the, your name as represented in all the sort of non-Google listings. And you mentioned NAP, name, address and phone number. Is it almost like 
name, address, and phone number are like the canonical version of your business, effectively. Yes. I mean, what I, I call it the. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The NAP anchor. Yeah. Um, it's, these three points are the three things that actually make you unique at that address. Okay? Mm. And the point is helping Google to identify you as a unique entity. Now, simplistically, if you just took a website, if it's misspelled by one letter, it's the wrong link, okay? Yeah. You won't find the website. But with NAP, you could misspell part of the address or part of the business name, and you would still find the business. Mm. I could send a letter to somebody with slightly the wrong address, but it's most likely to get to them. That doesn't work with web links. But with NAP, we find all sorts of variations. And you can have companies sharing the same building, so hence they're sharing the same address. So Google can cope with multiple businesses at the same address. But if all those businesses were to share the same phone number, things would start to get confusing. Mm. So you need to have a clear differentiation for business or brand names at the same address. So if you've got two or three different companies using the same address, make sure they've got clearly differentiated name uh, and a different phone number, and ideally a different category as well, and linking to different websites. It's only through doing that that you can start to cut out the confusion of having shared addresses. You must have seen a few big chains trying to manage their local listings. What are the biggest challenges that they face? Well, the, the biggest one is actually control and also not knowing that this is going on. Mm. <laughs> We've seen many different examples of local branches having a go at it themselves. So they might actually claim a listing or change the Google Place page themselves. And there's no actual control. There's no brand continuity. 
and it's all over the place. So that's a company that doesn't have any control. And you find that employees are, are trying to do the right thing, but they're not doing it in a consistent way. And then somebody might leave and take the login details with them or forget to pass them on. Mm. And they're just losing control at that level. The other one is that their brand isn't being properly represented. Uh, a lot of these listing sites can actually be claimed by members of the public. Uh, it's rare, but it is possible to claim a listing and do what you want to it. We have seen examples of what we call hijacking, and that's where a listing site has been claimed by somebody and they've changed it to what they want it to be. Right. I've only seen a couple of malicious examples. More often than not, I've seen accidental ones because these listing sites are compiled by humans and machines who don't know your business. Mm. And they're trying to do something to make the site attractive to other people to use, but they're not actually in control of your information. So they'll just use the best guess, if you like, of what, what they think you do or what the correct phone number uh, or address should be or, or business name come to that matter. Yeah. So by not controlling this, you're actually leaving your brand open to other companies or other people or entities to change for you. How do you claim a site? Is it just a case of somehow proving that you own the, the, the website or is it more involved than that? It varies. They, there are a lot of sites that are very simple to claim just using an email activation process. So you basically go to the site and you say, is this listing yours? And you can click on it and you can then go through the process of claiming it through an email. Yes. Um, those ones are relatively easy. The more complex ones require a telephone activation or a telephone verification. What that means is that they will call up and they will call the, the business telephone number and check that the information is correct and that you're actually qualified to make those changes and to claim the site. And those, as they are more complicated to claim, tend to have higher value in Google's eyes because there's more rigor around the process of claiming them. But as you can imagine, for a big chain, that becomes quite problematic because they've got to try and coordinate the claiming process at a local level to ensure that this information is correct. Some sites make that easier for you, but there are others that absolutely don't, and you still need to go through a long-winded activation process. And it depends on the nature of the site and what their business model is. If they want to make money through advertising, they really want you to come to them and say, we'll claim these listings, but um, you know, we have to pay advertising for that. And a lot of companies don't necessarily want to do that. Mm. One thing that I meant to ask and forgot to ask earlier, actually, David, is how do these listings get on there in the first place? Can they just be sort of put up by anyone? They can be. There, there are some, a bit like a wiki type of setup where, you know, your biggest fan can go and add your branch details if, if, um, if they find out that you're not on their favorite site. And we have actually found some great examples of <laughs> people who've done this. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about a major chain with 3,000 branches and their biggest fan has uploaded 3,000 branch listings. <laughs> uh, and, you know, this wasn't done maliciously. It was done because they loved this chain. Mm. Um, it's a very big chain. And the chain can either be very grateful to them for doing this or very anxious that they don't know whether that's the right information. Yeah. And when you consider some of the information on these listing sites is very out of date. I mean, we've got um, examples of clients who've got telephone numbers that have been closed down and reallocated more than 10 years ago, but they're still being listed against their business name. Mm. And we're getting people getting domestic numbers being allocated, and they're getting calls from particular brands or businesses because, as you may or may not be aware, there is a shortage of telephone numbers in this country. 
So as soon as a telephone number becomes available, it'll be reassigned to somebody else. Yes, of course. So we see corporates giving up numbers and then somebody getting a call for that company a few months later or other companies getting calls. And we we find occasionally we've had clients calling us saying, we're getting calls from this particular company. It's nothing that we've done. Mm. It's because another company has actually been misallocated a listing or it's been incorrectly set up. And then that company's calls are going through to our client. And we have to find the source of that problem and, and fix it. So it's, it's quite a quite a sort of dynamic and turbulent place. It's, it's not static by any means. It's a, it's a tricky situation because it's the classic sort of dangers that you have in duplication of information, isn't it? If you've got your information about you spread in lots of different places and they start to differ, then it's like which one is the canonical one. Are, are these local listings generally seen as, as, as good or bad by organisations in your experience? Well, I don't think anybody really has a strong opinion of them. I mean, my opinions are that, well, the frustration is that there isn't one authority that everybody by law, for example, has to go and source their data. Mm. But in, even if they did, how do we know what's up to date? Because things, businesses are constantly changing. And this is one of the last things on their mind to actually go and update a core business listing. And things get corrupted by accident. So the business themselves don't really have any big opinions of them. But they're becoming more and more aware of how they are influencing their local search and how they influence customer interactions. So one of my customers I was talking to the other day wants to reduce what they call red calls. And a red call is where a customer is looking to get in contact with them. And whatever reason, they've chosen a particular source to get that information and they're trying to call. Mm. And the number's dead or it goes to the wrong person in the business or it goes to the wrong company. It doesn't matter what it is, but the fact is that customer believes that information to be correct. It's not correct, and they only blame you. They don't, they don't understand how this works. They, they just see it as being your information. So they want to reduce red calls. And one thing um, I didn't mention earlier about some of the mistakes companies make is that there's assumption that if, if we just push information onto these sites, if I go to a site and add a listing – that everything will be fine. Well, it's not because you have to go to these listing sites and tell them what information is incorrect. Yeah. If my listing is there as plumber ABC and I want it to be plumber XYZ, if I just go to that listing site and I just add a new listing, plumber XYZ, with the same details, the listing site doesn't go, oh, we've got a duplicate here. Let's let's delete one of those. It mm. just leaves it. Mm. So you've got two bits of information referring to this, this, essentially the same business with a different name. Um, you've got to tell the listing sites what information is incorrect on their sites. Some sites are better than others, but those are the ones that actually actively call out and check the information and verify it over the phone. But they might not do that for several months because there are thousands of changes every day. Hence, you can end up with duplicate listings on, on directories for some time. Well, David, thank you so much for letting us take a peek behind the curtain. It's not really behind the curtain, is it? Take, take a peek at the world of local listings and the complexities therein and how you can help people. Talking of which, how can our listeners find out more about you and myshop.local? Well, obviously, we've got the website and Twitter. The MyShop Local website is mishoplocal.co.uk. And also, there's lots of information on the internet about our services. But we're on the end of the phone as well. So if anybody wants to call us, we will be answering the phone and we can speak to them accordingly. 
We've also got white papers that we're happy to send out. But essentially, we're looking to speak to companies that know or understand the need for local search and recognize that local listings play an important part of that. And our services are really designed to make it as easy as possible for them to claim and clean and optimize those listings and then manage them for them. So we're a total one-stop shop. And uh, I'm pleased to say that we're growing a substantial portfolio of, of national brands that use our services. Well, David, thanks for that. And thanks for our listeners for listening. You can find show notes at sitevisibility.com forward slash IM podcast. And if you've got questions, we've got an email hotline. Is there such a thing? An email hotmail uh, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk and a hotline plus four four or zero if you're in the UK, one two seven three two five six. 150 if you want to leave a message or a question and of course you can find us on itunes and we do like reviews and ratings so it's goodbye from me andy and it's goodbye from david goodbye from david and we'll see you next time on internet marketing Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.